It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's, how's it going, sir? It's going well. Uh, we're reaching the end of our uh, bye week and, and getting back into football. So it's time to start talking about our next opponent. Yeah, so we recorded yesterday our Twitter questions that you guys sent out. We'll continue to do that because you guys love uh, sending your questions in. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday if I was deathly sick. Uh, they, they, they thought I sounded terrible on the podcast, and it's true. I've had a cold over the last couple of days. I've also had to watch the Raiders, and if you have to watch the Raiders, you would be <laughs> sick as well. So... I'm okay. Let's jump into the show. Um, let's. Talk. Is it terrible that I that I didn't notice that I haven't said anything no. that only our only our listeners have noticed? The, the thing I is, I've I'm, been I'm, I've been sick the last week and a half, so it's not. That's that's what it is too. I think is that I I knew you were sick a while ago, and I didn't realize that you were still right. sick. But yeah, I don't I feel sick. I just sound sick. But all right, yeah. So let's do our preview. Um, Cowboys Titans on Monday Night Football. Um, I want to start with the Cowboys offense against the Titans defense. The new-look Cowboys offense with Amari Cooper. Um, Let's talk about, first of all, how the Cowboys are going to run the ball in this one. Tennessee has a pretty good front seven. 
uh, with Gerald Casey. Uh, I like their linebackers at Brian Arakpo, Harold Landry. Uh, I'm not sure if Derek Morgan is going to play in this one, but they've got a lot of talent in their front seven. Uh, from your kind of film study and from what you've seen, how do you think the Cowboys can win against this Titans front seven? Well, uh, you know, the thing about them is that they have, you know, some of the exceptional players. Like we talked about, Jarrell Casey is probably one of the best interior defensive linemen in the entire league. And, and frankly, if, and, yeah, and, and I, it's funny because I went on the Locked On, we did the, I did the crossover show this week uh, with, with the Locked On Titans guy and talked with Terry Lambert, who was great, and we had a great conversation. But one of the focuses that we talked about, and, and I hope that he didn't take this the wrong way, is what I, is I said that, you know, it's, it's interesting or it's unfortunate that some s- smaller market teams like Tennessee, you know, for guys who are superstars on their team don't get the, the recognition. I mean, Jarrell Casey is, He's in that probably top five, right? Defensive right, lineman in the he's league. So good. Like, yeah. I mean, he's very, very, very good, and he can wreck a game on his own. He's been doing it consistently for a couple of years now. So, um, the the, the th- everyone, I mean, I think anyone who watches or follows NFL, like you know. It, their footnotes, their their go to notes on the Titans for the last few seasons has been you know Marcus Mariota on offense and then Jarrell Casey on defense. You yes. know, the, the the thing that's really changed, I think, the last I don't know two seasons probably, is that they've started to add in pieces around him a little bit more. And uh, there's still some spots where they you know have some weakness. I I don't you know. Uh, they they tried to sign a, a safety. They tried to sign uh, who was it? Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, yeah. uh, or they did sign Kenny Vaccaro, uh, and he got almost immediately injured. I think, uh, and then the reason they did that is because they they have issues at safety. I mean, the, Kevin Byard is one of again one of the better f- safeties in the league, uh, but he has a, a kind of a rotating cast of of people that have been playing free safety for him, and I think right now. It's is it Kendrick Lewis? That's I think it's Kendrick Lewis yeah. is the one who's the starter yep. for for them now. But he's not great at all. And and I think Vaccaro may be back this week. But I, even is even if Vicaro, even if Vaccaro's back, that's not he's somebody been, that it's not somebody I'm worried about, right? No, no, I, Kenny Vaccaro. I mean, there was a reason to, in my estimation, at least, uh, that Vaccaro was not, you know, signed recently much. I mean, he wasn't. I didn't view, at least personally, I didn't view Kenny Vaccaro in the same uh, tier as some of the other free agent safeties, like Trey Boston, and you know, when we talked about Earl Thomas as a trade option, like or the, even Eric I, Reed. I don't I, Eric Reed's a better player. Than yeah, Kenny no, Vicaro Eric is. Reed's a much better player than Vinny Vaccaro is. So yeah, I don't. I didn't ever consider him to be in that tier, even though he was a first round pick and the Cowboys had looked at him. So, um, but yeah, so you know, the safety is, is uh, the other safety has been an issue. They they have a, a hole next to Woodyard at, at linebacker. I think that hasn't quite. Uh, panned out the way. I mean, I you know, Rashawn Evans has not played up to billing. He, he hasn't certainly hasn't been as good as Leighton no, Vanderish. Um, and, and, you know, and then they've got you know, we we everyone who follows the draft they know about Harold Landry. You know, and uh, you and I, I think, I, actually, I can't remember what your opinion was on Harold uh, Landry, but I know that I was fan. I was a big fan. I yeah, I was me, a huge you fan. and John were all big fans. Of him. Yeah, we were all big fans of Harold Landry for a long time. So, um, yeah, I guess that's right. And then, I guess the thing that was surprising to me, and when we talked about it, I, I had to point it out to Terry was I cannot believe that uh, Brian Arakpo is still around and kicking, and, and frankly, uh, from what he's saying, is still playing at a pretty decent level though yeah. it, it may not be 
quite what it was last season. Um, and then on in the safeties or in, in the, the secondary, uh, the the story without a da- without a doubt for them has been the the rise of a Dory Jackson, who was a guy that I I, I think you loved too, as well, the yep. USC corner from yep. uh, uh, from USC. Like I said, it is you know when he came out. It, a lot of people were all excited about his playmaking ability as a kick returner and, you know, the potential you could use him on offense to a certain degree, but everyone was kind of, I don't know, not, not, not lukewarm, but unsure about his timeline as a, as development, as a, as a corner. Um, but I, I think, you know, you look at some metrics that, that would say that, you know, he is one of the top corners. He's developed in one of the top corners of the league. Um, and, and so they've got, you know, they signed Malcolm Butler. They've got Logan Ryan. Um, so it's it's a ni- it's an okay little, it's a nice little trio of, of corners there. Uh, Butler has not been playing up to his level. Uh, like I think that everyone kind of expected him or the level that he was playing at when he was with the Patriots. Uh, but still, even then as a third corner, uh, it's it's not a bad little trio. They, they've got a nice little defense. Yeah, their defense reminds me a lot of Dallas in the sense that they have a couple of elite players. You know, you mentioned Jarrell Casey. I think Dory Jackson's getting to that point where he's one of the top corners. But then they've got a lot of middle talent and guys that are okay. And then they have some big holes. Um, I was watching their defensive line uh, this week, and I was watching some of those other players outside of Jarrell Casey, whether that's uh, you know, Daquan Jones or Austin Johnson, and they have Benny Logan, the former Eagle, who has not played all that well this season. Uh, if Casey's That's not surprising, making, man. yeah, if, if Benny Casey's Lo- not Benny making Logan, plays, no. Go, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was say Benny Logan. I don't know what happened to Benny Logan because he was yeah, such a seriously. dominant player at Philadelphia. And then yeah. whatever happened, he went to Kansas City, I think, for a year. And and, and didn't um, do anything there, it didn't seem like. And then left there to go to Tennessee and doesn't seem to have done anything there. It's It's right. weird. Um, I, I just think they have a lot of talent on their front seven, but there's spots that you can exploit them at. I think on their interior defensive line, Austin Johnson, the guy from Penn State from a couple drafts ago, you might remember, and Daquan Jones have not uh-huh. played all that well this season. Um, so if you can block Jarrell Casey, I think you can run against this team. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that it's still a case that Jarrell Casey is the the, the – Spoon that stirs a drink, or how, whatever the, fra- the, the phrase you want to you want to use. That sure. spoon this. I think the straw that stirs <laughs> a drink. Uh, well, if you got spoon, it can stir a drink. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the, the key, uh, the other outside of that is, you know, uh, I, I, you know, Arakbo has never been a a strong run defender. I mean, like exceptionally strong run defender. And and Harold Landry is is, is a rookie, and he's you know. His That's issue not coming That's out not where was where it was, you know, it was run blocking. So I, I tend to think that uh, the the best bet is to try to get these guys again outside, you know. And I think you know try to take the run game outside a little bit more. Um, well, I mean, I guess probably at a rate that they had been running it, it'll be. I mean. All of this is very interesting for us as Cowboys fans, and, and we've mostly been talking about the defense that we're facing. But the the real interesting thing here is going to be how, what does the Cowboy offense look like? Because you know, I mean, sure. you know, not only with the addition of Cooper, but the uh, you know subtraction of Alexander and the the, the rise of of Colombo. I mean, the, the changes in how the run game gets called uh, may be quite different so as opposed to toss sweeps power sweeps outside we may be seeing more wide zone more you know more zone based stuff more split zone you know and 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 i wouldn't be surprised if they kept a lot of what they were doing that was working like some of the scissors stuff that they were doing that seemed to be effective 
Um, but I, I just think that you know what you're what where they're likely to get, have success is trying to make these guys run outside and then running inside away from Jarrell Casey, you know? Right. And I think because if, if I'm Tennessee, I, I'm probably going to put Jarrell Casey right above Connor, right in front of Connor Williams or between Connor Williams and Joe Looney and, 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 you know, make them put that effort there. Uh, and if, if that's the case, then I, I don't have an issue with loading up and, and running behind Martin and Collins, uh, you know, at Landry and, and Johnson and Jones and, and Evans and all that side, you know. So um, I think that it's it's interesting in two two ways, how they're going to attack these guys to, to avoid Jarrell Casey, but also just in general, what their offense is going to look like. And you mentioned you know, the subtraction of Paul Alexander, there's also another player they're not going to be, they're not going to have in this contest. And that's Jeff Swaim. Uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do at tight end in this game. Are they going to trot out Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz in a more prominent role? Or could they go more 10 personnel or maybe they go uh, more 20, uh, not 21. Um, uh, what's the package with two running backs on the field? Maybe it's, uh, tw- uh, they they do tw- twelve or tw- twenty one or twenty or you know tw- I mean they run 20. a couple different that pony twenty you know that they right. ran maybe, with uh, maybe both. you see maybe you see a little bit more of Rod Smith in this game as a H back or maybe it's a, an Olawali game so I'm just curious to see what Noah they Brown do without too. Jeff Swain. Uh one more matchup yeah. I want to talk about on the offense before we move on uh, and maybe mm-hmm. it's going to be the best matchup of the day and that's Cole Beasley against Logan Ryan Logan Ryan's one of the better slot cornerbacks in the league. This is one of the few teams that does have corners that can cover inside-outside. Uh, depending on who wins that matchup might decide this game. I think you're going to probably see a lot of Adoree Jackson on uh, Amari Cooper, probably more Malcolm Butler on Michael Gallup or Alan Hearns. That matchup between Logan Ryan and Cole Beasley is going to be a fascinating one to watch. Uh, any, any, any more thoughts on the Cowboys passing offense in this one? Well, I mean, I think it, it, it could stand to reason that you know, one of the things you may want to start doing, especially because of the confluence of events with the tight end, maybe you start running a little bit more four wide receiver. And, and I wouldn't if be you do that, that. You, you can do Beasley and then you can put Cooper in the slot with you or on the other side or however you want to do that. Find ways to get these guys go, getting them, you know, moving and then get them open. You know, I think that's, that's really going to be the key here. And, 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 you know, Cooper provides a lot more opportunity for Beasley inside. You know, I, I think as good as Ryan is, uh, and I agree he is, uh, I still think that Beasley is still one of the most difficult covers from the slot. I mean, from I mean, Beasley in the slot is one of the most diff- difficult cover jobs that any cornerback can have. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's, just, he's just that good at getting open. When you have a guy like Cooper, and, and, and as you have a guy like Gallup starting to rise a little bit, it makes covering Beasley even more difficult because the opportunities that you have to schematic, schematically try to, well, that's not the best way to phrase that, to scheme Beasley out of the offense by, you know, bracketing or double teaming, a lot of that can be destroyed by having a guy like Cooper on the field who you kind of have to pay enough attention to in his own right, you know? Right. So, um, I'm hoping that, that that will open things up underneath for Beasley a little bit. And and just beyond that, I'm hoping that Cooper himself is dangerous enough that they need to focus attention on that. Uh, and then that should leave Beasley open to feast. 
we mentioned this on the show yesterday, but don't be surprised if Noah Brown is active in this game and they're using him yeah. as a move tight end to kind of replace Jeff Swaim's production. Um, let's pause so we can take a break. I want to tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, let's talk about the other side of the ball, uh, the Cowboys defense against the Titans offense. And as much as we complain about the Cowboys offense and how poor it's been (laughs) this season, uh, the Titans have somehow been worse. Um, Their offense is ranked 30th in the league. Um, They have really struggled to score the ball this year. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota is, you know, he was a second pick in the 2015 draft, has not played all that well. In his last 25 games, his passer rating is just 77, has thrown 17 touchdowns to 21 interceptions. Um, he, he certainly has not been the quarterback they've, they've, they've needed. Um, this offensive line can be good at times. They've got some big names that people will recognize. They've got talent at running back with uh, sorry, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Not Ezekiel Elliott. Derrick Henry. They have Corey Davis at receiver. And he's been great, by the way. <laughs> Who, Derrick Henry? He has, he's not been great. It's been fantastic. All right. Anyways, mm-hmm. how <laughs> this, Cowboys, this Cowboys defense against the Titans offense. Uh, what do they need to make sure that they do to make sure that the, the Titans don't have an offensive, offensive explosion on Monday Night Football? Well, you know, th- let me just add the first thing that uh, Terry said when I got onto the Locked On sh- uh, crossover show was that you know, one of the big differences between these two teams, we talked about how similar the teams were. Um, Very and similar. one of the big the, the, two, the two differences is that, except you guys went out and did what you had to do to get a playmaker, and we're sitting here doing nothing. And and so I, I just wanted to add that perspective to Cowboys fandom that, that hey, you know, like they uh, 
there's other people that feel strongly about making moves and they're wishing that we had done so, that they had done something right. like we had done despite the fact that you know you know they actually had spent a first round pick on a wide receiver previously they have Corey Davis they've you know they have guys that they've invested in um you know T- Tajay Sharp and uh Taewon Taylor, Taylor and um yeah i i think that you know and and you know they they drafted uh what was the tight end uh Johnny Smith, you know, yep. to, as a kind yep. of a second tight end option after, uh, unfortunately, uh, what's his name? Delaney Walker. That's remember. that's really Delaney the most was, important. Because one thing. of my, I, I love Walker. You know, and that's the thing is, I think that's if, if, if you're going here, I think that's really been the issue in this yes, offense. It you has know, been. is that he is he is such a versatile. I love Walker because he's such a versatile player. Like he can be a move. A, deadly receiver as a move tight end he can block he can do everything you need basically and, and that kind of versatility in this kind of offense where you have you know a running quarterback a, you know a lot of moving things it, it becomes a very difficult offense to prepare for because it's very uh, unusual as compared to uh other offenses it's kind of what this off uh, the cowboys offense is missing to a certain degree is right. is that kind of versatile jack of all trades type player you know like almost like how moose johnson or you know they're actually uh, similar players because walker's a smaller yeah. tight end that i i think when he was with the 49ers way back he's ago, shorter yeah he started yeah, as like an h-back like he's like an h-back yeah he's i mean he is he is He's a tight end in name only. I mean, he's basically more of the. I actually think of him more of, and I can't. The funny thing is that he's in the NFL, and I still view him as the idea of what the NFL should be moving into. I agree. And what this is like his ninth ninth season or something like that of being. You know, he's kind of was a reverse prototype of Jordan Reed. You know, like where he's that move tight end, but he's also a very valuable blocker. Whereas I don't know that Reed is that valuable of a blocker. Do you know how tall uh, Delaney um, who, Walker is? I, I six one is six two maybe. He's listed what, at six it? foot. Okay, yeah. See, I mean, exactly six foot. What like two fifty or something? Six foot two forty eight. Yep. Two forty eight. Yeah. So I mean, you know, look. I mean, that's the athlete that you see on the field too, and I and that has value, you know, because getting hit with a bowling ball that weighs two hundred fifty pounds in the ribs when you're six six is not fun, man. Like, try getting lower than that. Um, So, anyways, my point is, is that uh, yeah, without him, I I agree they have struggled to kind of find uh, you know consistency, specifically in the pass game, Um, and their running back situation just uh, you know hasn't been what they had hoped they you know they they walked into the season with a good situation on paper they sign um Dion lewis who's kind of a, a you know a do it all back you know and then uh, they you know they have a the, the big bruiser guy that you know that you think would be able to uh uh you know be that kind of physical presence the problem is is that you know and i this is kind of the issue my issue with him going coming out of college is that that's just not really who Henry is. Like, right. you know, he, he he's more like Brandon Jacobs, you know, where, yeah, he's a huge dude, but the guy runs on his tippy toes. It's because they're, they're, <laughs> they're, like, they're speed guys. They're just speed guys. Yeah, they're that speed are... guys that, that are big. Yeah, right. so when they get going, they're very hard to tackle. But 
they have to get going first and they and they may not be great at like you know in short yardage situations picking a hole and then creating more space you know like i i just think that that's not in the at least not in proportion to how he looks you know what well, i'm saying like well the other thing with henry is too he's, he's always been in high school college in the nfl he's always a guy that needs to get into a rhythm he, he's not a player that you can just throw out for two snaps pull him off the field and he's going to be the you know the same player every single snap. He needs to get in a rhythm. So when you have him and Deion Lewis splitting snaps, it kind of takes away from his uh, ability. Um, I actually kind of think, I think Deion Lewis fits better in this offense, the way it's constructed. At least that's my opinion. No. And that's the thing is, but the problem is I don't think that they're using them. And and that's what Terry was making the point too, is that because of, uh, I guess a fundamental misunderstanding of the players that they seem to be using them backwards, you know, where, Where it's it's like they're not they're they're both using them incorrect way and and I think you know like I said the issue with with someone like Henry is that yes I agree he's a rhythm runner he needs to get into it he needs to the the problem is is that while he's getting into it as opposed to Ezekiel Elliott he's running for one to two yards or he's getting a negative run whereas Ezekiel Elliott while he's quote unquote getting into it is still reeling off four yard gains. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he, that's I, Henry's that's, a home run hitter. He he, he always been he, more of a Henry is Chris Johnson, a taller, bigger. Well, I was gonna say a taller, bigger uh, uh, McFadden. Perfect. You know because yes. I mean yes. you know because McFadden is exactly like that where he's. Uh, I mean, dude, how do you tackle a guy that's six foot two twenty? I mean, this is you know ten years ago when he came out. Henry's just the upgraded version of that. How do you tackle a guy who's six foot and two twenty five and runs a four four? Well, I mean, he runs a four he runs a four four, but he runs maybe a one six five ten yard split. Yeah. You know, like he it takes them a while to, and they need a lane to get up to that speed, uh, and that is not you know. That's not always the best thing for a running back. You need to be able to, especially depending on running scheme, you need to be able to explode off of a cut, get up field, get north and south, and get going without a lot of room because a lot of time you're not provided well, a lot of room. The other thing with Henry is he needs to play behind a good interior offensive line. And unfortunately for the Titans this year, that's been kind of the problem. Uh, ben Jones, their center, has not played particularly well. Uh, Josh Klein, their right guard, hasn't played well either, but he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. Um, they lost uh, another left guard. What's the what's the left guard? Quentin Spain. Yes, Qu- Spain. Jep Spain is it was a really good player that is not there right now. Um, their tackles have been okay, but I think they're bigger names than they are players at this point. So their offensive Agreed. line just hasn't played very well. Um, yeah. And for Henry, he needs that. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the passing game. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Mariota, when things are on schedule, and very much like Dak at times, when things are on schedule and things kind of go according to plan, he's a good quarterback. But if you can disrupt his rhythm and his timing, all of a sudden he starts to panic. And while he has great legs and while he was, you know, people kind of think of him as this great improviser, that's really not his strength. So if you can get pressure on Mariota, his eyes are going to drop. He's not going to look down the field and he, he's, it's going to look chaotic. Um, do you think the Cowboys can get pressure on Mariota in this game, possibly without David Irving and Randy Gregory? Yes, I think so. Uh, I, I think that, that with this interior, I mean, you know, uh, 
they they haven't been able to at times against the worst offensive lines in the league, and they've gotten pressure against some of the best. So it's you know, odd. of course, it's 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 a shot. It's a it's a it's a gamble. Can they do it though? Is the question, and the answer I think is again yes, because I think that you know this interior has got issues. We talked about that, um, and I think that you know th- there are ways specifically with. The, the, even if you can't win with talent one-on-one inside, the Cowboys are so proficient at stunts and loops and, and getting things in motion, and that requires talent on the interior to make sure that those are being passed off, that those are working correctly. Um, I, I think specifically if you can get Crawford on the same side with Lawrence and get them to run some games against Conklin and Klein, yes. they're going to have some struggles. Conklin is... A, again, when we talked about guys who are in name only, I, I, Taylor the one I think is a real deal. You know, I and I and I'm a guy that was not necessarily. Um, I, I mean, I, I like I love offensive line play. I like watching it. I like I like scouting those guys. Uh, and Taylor the one to me felt like fool's gold when I was watching him because I felt like I felt like he was a right he, tackle. I did too. Well, I mean, that was part of it. Is that I think it was the, this. He was very much fit that prototype of the tough guy right tackle. You know, Mark Colombo yes, with exactly athleticism. Mark Colombo pre knee injury is kind of what I was thinking. Um, but he's actually he's better athlete than that, and, and he's shown out in the left as a left tackle and shown that he can do it. Uh, he's a lot more serious. I mean, I think that was part of the issue too. Is that I think there were questions about. And and you know you, you listen to his interviews and stuff in college and like there was a lot of questions about how serious this guy was and um, you know how stable I guess sure. maybe is more, <laughs> more the word um, Conklin is actually kind of was the opposite where I, I feel like you know I I thought he was going to be a, an okay uh, tackle I didn't think he was going to be great I think that playing him a right tackle was probably for the best for him um, and I think he got a big time grade. Um, from you know sites like PFF and other things, but I also think that he got a lot of help. You know, when you go back and watch those, he got a lot of help from uh, from you know tight ends and 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 a lot of like scheme help to uh, help him out. And and I think that uh, now that you you don't see Walker here, uh, and now that I mean I'm assuming that they're trying to put. You know more people out and route. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how he handles. You know someone of Demarcus Lawrence's ilk on his own. Yeah, Conklin. <laughs> he was funny because he he made the Pro Bowl his first year as a rookie, uh, and he was actually named first team All Pro as a rookie. Yeah, uh, which is <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, man. that tells I you mean, kind of all on. what you need to know about All Pro voting. But since then, uh, he's been significantly worse. Uh, he got hurt. I think it was last year. Um, hurt his, he tore his ACL and he still looks like he's kind of recovering from that. Uh, really quickly before we make our predictions, uh, Corey Davis, <laughs> it, it's the best part uh-huh. of the show, Corey Davis, the best receiver, <laughs> is, is uh, going to be going against Byron Jones. I like that matchup a lot for yeah. Byron yeah. because, listen, Corey Davis is not a technically sound route runner. What he is is a big, fast, strong guy who can make plays in the open field once he has the ball in his hands. Uh, Byron is a big, fast, strong corner who I think is technically sound. So I think that matches up really well. Uh, they'll put Tajay Sharp in the slot, Taewon Taylor on the outside. I'm not worried about whether it's Jordan Lewis or Chidobi Awuzie. The Cowboys should have a big advantage in the secondary, especially without Delaney Walker. 
Okay, let's make our predictions the best part of the show. Landon, who do you have winning this game and why? Well, uh, Cowboys, uh, because they're playing at home. And there you go. <laughs> I feel like at, at that's this point, that's the, only, <laughs> that's the only indicator that we can go by. I, I, you know, honestly, uh, I, listen – if if coming out of the bye week, coming out of what happened last last game, I, it would have been hard for me to pick the Cowboys. It was it was a tough loss for us to it was a tough loss to swallow. Um, it was you know demoralizing in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, say what you will about the Cowboys and even their fiercest critics, I think they really did what they needed to do in the bye week to try to turn this season around. And uh, it, it may not work. But they definitely made moves that I think at least let the team know, hey, this is we're still we're still very much in this. And let's be honest, they are still very much in this. You know, no one in the NFC East looks runaway dominant. I mean, I'm sorry, but Washington still looks kind of unstable. Sure. So I I think this is still very doable. I think the Cowboys come out with uh, renewed energy and again playing at home. Um, and I think they come out and win, let's say, 24-17. I struggle with this one because my initial thought was I, I think the Titans are going to win, but I think that might have been skewed by the one Titan-Eagle game that I saw live where the Titans won in overtime, converting like three straight fourth-down conversions. Uh, if you go back and look through their schedule. Uh, they lost to the Dolphins on the road. They beat Texans at home. They lost to the Jaguars on the road, or beat the Jaguars on the road 9-6 to in what was an ugly game. They beat the Eagles at home. They lost to the Bills on the road. They got crushed by the Ravens, and they got shut out by the Ravens, and then they lost to the Chargers. This isn't a team that's very good away from home. Uh, putting them on a national spotlight on Monday Night Football when the Cowboys are pretty desperate for a win, I think the Amari Cooper trade may have re-energized this team. I think the Cowboys are going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I kind of feel like this is going to be a game that is, you know, it, it could be 17-14 entering the last drive of the game, and the Cowboys need to get a first down to put the game away. You know, something something like that. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. These are two pretty good defenses going against two pretty bad offenses. I think the Cowboys are going to win. I'm picking them, but I expect a pretty ugly and sloppy game as the Cowboys kind of, transition Amari Cooper in and you know play against one of the better defenses in the league all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast follow Landon at McCoolBCB make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning uh, you can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier and we will see you next time Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.